Now's the time to tell tales of the unaccountable. Zambi, what do you fear? What do you fear? Consider you find someone mummified. I already like this story. Okay, this is what we're going to do. We just need you to hunt the giant owl. He just looks too suave to be Dracula. <laughs> too suave to be Dracula. Remember, you are bringing her back to life, so there is that. You got that to pony up on. Be afraid. Be marginally afraid. Welcome to Pulp Nightmare. I'm Mike. I am Hero. And welcome to the Pulp Nightmare Christmas Spooktacular. I think we should put in, like, scary sounds. The door is creaking. I should echo my voice. The Pulp Nightmare Christmas Spooktacular. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Then MB says it comes from the south. Bella Lugosi's sitting beside a <laughs> fireplace reading a book of forgotten lore. Good evening and welcome to Pulp Nightmare. I want Bella Lugosi to intro us and talk about us on 50s TV so bad right now. And <laughs> only as MP. No horrible thing from beyond the swamps. <laughs> Can't you just imagine Bella Lugosi saying MB with that Bella Lugosi smile? <laughs> I can. It's the greatest thing ever. He's wearing he a was swamp hat. thing once. <laughs> Hot crackers. Uh, too suave for Dracula. Too suave for Dracula. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> um, I have nothing Christmas related to talk about, do you? Mm, not particularly. No, MB can, can't be here because he doesn't have internet. Right, well, it's a kind of a weird thing. Like, he gave up his internet so he could afford to buy you a new gun. But you know, you're giving up guns, you know, out of respect for, you know, Greg Rucka being kicked off the Punisher. So, it's, it's a gift of the Magi. I don't get that joke at all. Okay. Apologize to me right now. No, I have lots of interest. I um, stand by it. <laughs> All right. I didn't I like that I just walked into a horrible reference. Like, oh, God, why did I say gun? <laughs> it's okay. And we just the conversation we were just having, too. Yeah, Mike and I discussed gun control, <laughs> the pros and cons, for like 45 minutes. Um, we came to the conclusion... The Grinch. No, we came to the conclusion that none, none of this tragedy would have happened if he was Superman. Wait, if he was Superman? See, you're not even, you're not even in the joke that I made earlier, right? That's exactly what you said. I was talking about something completely different. I was using an example. It was somebody getting shot, and I said that he wouldn't have been shot if he was Superman. You said none of this would have happened if he was Superman. It was... Vague on who you were specifically talking about. Oh my god, you're reading into everything I'm saying tonight. You're sleeping on the fucking couch. I'm still gonna fuck you. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, the recorder's on. Um, we don't have sex. 
Welcome to Pulp Nightmare. Hold on. Welcome to Pulp Nightmare. I'm Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I don't have anything Christmas related to talk about for this spooktacular. Um, by the way, we, we occasionally do uh, hol- uh, insert holiday spooktaculars. So. That's our new thing. No, to be fair, we did talk about Halloween on our Halloween spooktacular, but vaguely. Well, we talk about Halloween every episode. It just gets cut out. Yeah, that's true. This was actually originally supposed to be a Halloween podcast, but MB brings up Batman a lot, and shit gets sidetracked. But anyway, so I was thinking of the other, other days, uh, uh, like an old story popped into my head, something that happened to me when I was younger. No, I wasn't touched. Unless I'm Wait, is this the story about Santa Claus and the chimney? Well, that was Gremlins. Wait, what, was it about the guy in the park? That was Wolf. No, you were supposed to say that was Gremlins too. Now you're fucking up the references. Yeah, but my mind immediately went to Wolf. I don't know whose mind goes to Wolf. I don't know. It has Where Spader, man. <laughs> it has Where Spader. I mean, Wolf is the greatest movie ever made. It has a werewolf Jack Nicholson versus werewolf James Spader in the third act. And and, in the, and a woman torn between them, played by Michelle. <laughs> like, that's amazing. That was, that was a movie. That's the kind of movie you could have only made in that era. Like, And the insane thing is, it's a good movie. It's not even a bad movie. It's a good movie, and it ends like that. Well, werewolf Jack Nicholson. That makes anything better. How could it not? I mean, he has. That was like, the original ending to About Schmidt. <laughs> he has like. He's a at the wedding. Head. The full moon comes out. He just tears Kathy Bates' family apart. Yeah, one of my favorite. Still ends with him crying though. Oh yeah, one of my favorite things in in Wolf is him like fighting the transformation in a cell, oh, just like just tearing at his flesh and just grabbing the bars and shaking them. It's like, and it's Jack Nicholson. Exactly, Jack Nicholson is into becoming a werewolf, and the fact that the character comes off as just being Jack Nicholson. Well, I'm sure Jack Nicholson is a werewolf. Entirely possible. And James Spader is just James Spader. He walks between the worlds. <laughs> uh, why are we talking about Wolf? Oh, because it's Christmas. Christmas spooktacular. Lur, 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 lur. Um, anyway, <clears throat> so I can't believe I never talked about this on Fault Nightmare. I don't think I've actually told you or MB this story ever. Um, Uncharted territory. Exactly. This is, I, I don't know how much this story is going to play, but it's always fascinating to me that this has happened. Do you remember Friendlies? Of course you don't. Um, <laughs> I was going to reply. <laughs> uh, for, for those at home, um, who may be too young. And Friendly's was a really horrible family restaurant that had ice cream. I don't know how else to put it. At least there was ice cream. Like, how horrible was Friendly's as a restaurant? You're asking me. I don't remember. You really don't remember Friendly's? I have no memory of that. Really? You could be making it up. Friendly's existed, my friend. Friendly, There's someone listening to this going, I remember Friendly's, and I hope... That man. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I don't have I don't have anything to say to that man who remembers friendlies. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm glad you remember friendlies, dude. I just I don't know why he had to exclaim it while listening to a podcast. Just imagine him saying, "I'll help you, Mike," then just bashing his head in his. Oh, <laughs> hop into the internet and tell you all about it. Why does he have to be mentally challenged? He's not mentally challenged. He's just a loner who becomes detached from society and thinks so, that he that the internet is two ways. Wait, so he's deranged. He's not a threat to others, just himself. And only because he thinks that by bashing his head into his monitor, he can become a creature inside the internet, much like the show Reboot. Uh, don't bring Reboot into this. We'll just talk about Reboot for 45 minutes. Wait, this this fellow who is clearly deranged, does he um has he removed all the light bulbs from his house? He's getting there. Yeah, I'm right, he's deranged. I uh well, that's more for energy saving reasons. He has candles. He likes the lighting better, better to read by. Uh what kind of candles? Uh they're made of his own excrement. But it's good, they work. Don't burn very brightly, but you know, it gets the job done. Moving on, uh, I really hope that person isn't actually listening to this, because I'm scared. Uh, he's going to sue us for defamation. <laughs> but he represents himself. He shows up naked. How dare you talk about my poop candles on the open air? He's he's talking to a wall. <laughs> um, I don't know if any of these jokes funny, but I find it hilarious. Um, so, Friendly's. It, it was a family restaurant that I don't even think even exists anymore. I think kids ate free or something. I don't even remember. Uh, you always got an ice cream at the end that was like an upside-down cone, had like a clown face on it. It was weird. It turned out the owner was just a pedophile. It's really disturbing. Apparently. Um, always horrible service. If you went in there, you would have to wait like three hours to get your food. It was it was a piece of crap. So I, I don't remember what age I was, so we're just going to say – I'll just say 10 to be safe. Uh, it may have been younger. It may have been like a year or two older. I, I don't. I don't know. I think. I think ten, around ten, nine, eleven, something like that. It's a good. Um. So I'm there with my family. Um. It's like a. I don't know. Probably a Saturday or a Sunday. I think it was probably a Sunday. And we're there eating. It's like a Sunday morning. Uh, we're almost done with our meal, and this kind of young black guy walks up. I would say he's like, I don't know, early 30s. Seems normal. Uh, I can still kind of picture him in my head. Seems perfectly fine. Walks up to us. Um, says, excuse me, but he has something to say about me. He's got beef. Uh, no, um, he does not. Does oh. not have beef. Um, he apparently, at some point, he's talking to my parents that at some point he had seen a vision. Explain <laughs> <laughs> this. It's so insane. He had seen a vision of me. Um, 
older talking like, to the people. chosen one <laughs> kind of talking to uh, many people I'm a great um, religious leader I'm helping people I'm I'm enriching their lives uh, people want to listen to me and I'll fill them up with faith um, um, he's a born again Christian uh, him born again Christian um, of course uh, while on trial I remember what he was on trial for um, uh, tax evasion maybe I don't know um, but that's when he um, found uh, Jesus when he was on trial and I, he may have gone to jail I don't remember um, and at some point um, he had a vision of me older doing these things as this kind of uh, pastor of some kind, not really sure. I was, I, I was up on a stage apparently, uh, leading people, <laughs> and he had spied me across the restaurant at Friendly's when I'm ten years old, recognized me from this vision, and told my parents that I would grow up to be this great uh, religious figure and rich people with with the uh, Christ, our Lord and Savior. And you've been working to spite him ever since. <laughs> we'll see who becomes a leader of men. Now, even at 10 years old, um, I was still a burgeoning atheist. Um, so I was just weirded out and found the whole thing like really hilarious. The idea of me, even at 10 years old, I was still like, the idea of me being at all religious leader is fucking hilarious. <laughs> And now it's really fucking hilarious, because I am a horrible human being. I second that. You I, suck. I am the scum of the earth. I, I don't know why you're friends with me. Neither do I. It's This podcast is over. Click. Yeah, I came back. See, people love me, because I'm a great leader. So, I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever told you or MB that. How story. have you never told us the story that you were singled out as a chosen one at Friendlies <laughs> by some crazy black dude in a in a Friendlies of all places on a brisk Sunday afternoon, and it was just weird and like. Was this man Ed in disguise? Uh, no, he was skinny. He looked completely normal. I, he, I remember him. He was uh, he was bald, uh, shaved head though. looked looked fine. Didn't look crazy or anything. But at some point, I don't I don't know if he's it was in the past or while he was in the restaurant. Had a vision of me. <laughs> and, he's eating his pizza and he just has this vision. And, <laughs> he's Scatman Crothers. <laughs> Drops his pizza onto the plate and runs over to you. <laughs> Something's going down at the Cornell House. <laughs> um, you thought of that too. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, I said my real name. <clears throat> and but I remember I, I like I don't remember super vividly, but I remember him explaining that I was I was I was I would be on a stage. I may have been at a podium. I don't remember. 
um, not commanding people, but I was just like, I was talking to them, I was preaching to them. Uh, he may have been in the crowd, I don't know. And I was a great man. And, you know, teach stuff. Teaching people the word of Jesus. I can't believe I never told you guys this. It seems like such a you story. You would tell us about the time you were proclaimed as a great leader of men. (laughs) (laughs) Only that could happen to me, too. That's the great thing about this. That would be a story that would happen to me. I was, as a young boy, proclaimed to be a great leader. (laughs) (laughs) And friendly. (laughs) All you chicken fingers. (laughs) <laughs> At like 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but here's the thing. What if he was right? I've often thought this. What if he was just talking about Pulp Nightmare? Here you are, talking to millions of people, potentially. Uh, we could do it on the stage one day. You're helping people with their life through laughter. We uh, we don't talk about Jesus very often, though. Yes, we do. We do. Wait, say how you were talking about Jesus. No, wait. You're saying he could have got it right, but he just didn't understand it. Exactly. It's like Nostradamus. You know, he gets the vague shape of it, and we have to fill in the blanks. It is possible. I'm still leaning towards him just being crazy. But, Mike, Oakham's Razor Man, which is the more realistic outcome, which is simplest... That this man was gifted by God with the power of prophecy, and he used this power to approach you at 11 o'clock in the afternoon as you were eating chicken fingers at Friendly's to tell you that one day you would speak to people of the truth of Jesus Christ, or that he was mentally ill. I mean, come on. Uh, you You make a good argument. I think he may have shook my hand, too. <laughs> wanted to shake yeah, my another hand. horrible mission. I <laughs> <laughs> just ran into traffic after that. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to live in Mike world. <laughs> he, he, he enters the Mike-scape. <laughs> and the thing is, he was just talking to my parents. Like, he wasn't, he wasn't telling me it. So it was, like, weird talking about me with me right there. That you're the savior of humanity. I don't know if he used the word vision, but he had he had seen me up on a stage talking to great many people. <laughs> I was a leader, a pastor of some kind. He saw you addressing your classroom with and a book report. I know if he said I was necessarily talking about Jesus, but considering he was so religious, I would assume I was telling them about the word of God. And then he went into his life story. No, he... He found Jesus while he was on trial for, like, manslaughter or something. Even as a a 10-year-old, I was like, of course you did. Still, Even as a 10-year-old, you were a jackass. (laughs) Uh, Some things never change. Wonk, wonk. And I was just sitting there eating my chicken fingers, going, well, this is weird. I think that's the crazy version of... You know, a mother going up to another mother and telling them how beautiful their baby is. <laughs> you know your son's going to grow up to be John Connor, right? 
That that would have been a vision. Your son is going to grow up to battle the machines. <laughs> I would have been like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Get behind this. Take a big bite out of your chicken nugget. <laughs> it was just like... Just the conviction he had, like, as if he was just like, listen, I just want you to know, I'm telling this for you two, for my parents. Giving you folks the inside dope. Yeah. I saw your son doing these great things, and he's going to be a great man. Great religious importance. I just don't want you to be shocked when that happens. <laughs> well, see, it's not like he was a crazy old guy. Look <laughs> normal. Crazy young guys are known for their accuracy. <laughs> but it was just like he didn't. He just looked completely normal. That was. I think that was weirding me out the most. Like he just nothing remotely crazy looking about him. And then he, question: Before he left, did he ask your mom if she read Sutter Kane? No, that would have been amazing. Especially because I hadn't seen that movie, so it'd be even better. Then he had an axe, he had a dub of her voice, it was amazing. <laughs> but, um, he sees you, but... <laughs> See, if I was on a stage talking about the greatness of Sutter Kane, that would be believable. He sees you, um... I, I when you're sleeping. And I always imagine, like, when he was telling me this, I just Im- immediately had a mental image of me wearing a suit, standing on stage. <laughs> Reverend Mike. Exactly. Re- of Earth 2. <laughs> I come through a portal, question mark. Uh, uh, It was just like... You host a podcast, Gilded Daydream. (laughs) Wow, that was the joke of the the episode. I applaud you for that one. Let's just take off my headset and walk away. (laughs) You just hear a door shut in the distance. (laughs) Skyfall. At least Emmy's not here to throw off his headset. Um, I try to throw off my headset, but it doesn't make the right sound. I can't believe brought this on a on an actual episode. You think it would have been the first ten somewhere? I think it would have been the first episode. It's instead of talking about having sex with the orphans. I, I just want I just want to bring up for those who haven't listened to the episode of age orphans. <laughs> I just want to say. Uh, I'm still leading towards the idea of this pros- this prophecy being correct. Are you, are you, I think this guy had the gift. It's happening now, or that I will one day find Jesus. God will come to me as his new messenger. I think it's like one of those things like in the Star Wars prequels. Like you're going to bring balance to the universe, but not in the way people think. But will I have the high ground? Possibly. You know, from my point of view, Jesus is evil. <laughs> Wait, it's not even a joke. <laughs> You're battling MB on a volcano planet. <laughs> I hate you. You were the chosen one, man. He's dressed as Batman with a lightsaber. Then Fletcho comes and saves me. <laughs> Puts me in a med pod. I'm more machine than man now. <laughs> Why do I talk like that? I don't know. Now you somehow become the emperor. <laughs> Some kind of weird reverse thing. Flexo's the robot, I become the emperor. <laughs> Flexo's grievous. 
This isn't how it was supposed to happen. This is the way it's supposed to be. I just shoot lightning from my fingertips. And then some black guy looks up and just nods his head. <laughs> Love to know who that guy is now. You just look up into the sky and you see his face appear nodding. <laughs> Again, it's Scatman Crothers. He calls me Simba. <laughs> I look over the word sex is written in the clouds. <laughs> it's an Easter egg. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's my... I, I apparently have, uh, you know... I'm apparently a religious leader. I don't even know it. Hey, you saved us on 2012. Exactly. You can thank me. Go ahead. Thank me. If you would like to send thank you letters to Mike Napier of Pope Nightmare... Send your letters to 645 Pulp Kennison. P.O. Box, go fuck yourself. Just imagining, just imagining it being like an old TV show. Like The information pops up with a little mailman Kennison there. <laughs> it's like the old episode of Mystery Science Theater. Keep circulating those tapes. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I still can't believe I never told you guys. I, I've literally never told anybody that story. I just, I've realized that. So I... I you ne- never said, how did your parents react to that? I don't remember. I think they were just kind of, I think they were, I don't think they were trying to react much. They were talking about him or in the car, but I think they were interested and weirded out, but they were trying, like, I guess not to show it in front of me, I guess because they thought, like, probably the guy was crazy. But, you know, they like, they like God, but <laughs> I don't know. I like hearing that their son's the chosen one. You know, I got to ask them if they remember that. I should do that tomorrow. I, I gotta ask them if they remember that. I bet they don't, but... Like, it, it was just... Oh, once again, only could happen to me. Only I could be sitting in friendlies when I'm ten years old, and then some guy comes up and says I'm gonna be a great religious leader. And, and I just, then disappears into the ether. And even at ten, I just I was just like, dude, if only you knew. <laughs> if only oh, you knew what you were unleashing. <laughs> only you knew... What a jackass you look like. You could, you could have probably picked any kid, and it, it might actually happen. <laughs> you man. Look, that kid over there is going to be a great leader of men. I can tell. Go talk to him. Okay, and that man was Obama. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, the waiter. <laughs> Mayor Goldie Wilson. Um, That's right. <laughs> Back to the future reference. That one's for you, Flexo. <laughs> so yeah that that's my story um so and if we're gonna believe like um the dc multiverse kind of rules here <laughs> that being said immediately created an alternate world in which i'm a great religious leader standing up on a stage some somewhere where there's millions of people watching me wait you said I was. You essentially saying I'm Joel Osteen. <laughs> oh. Oh. MB's your Tammy Faye Baker. Oh, she's dead. Good. He also has too much makeup. <laughs> and cries a lot. That's <laughs> Joker makeup. <laughs> Licks his lips. Yeah. Everything about you is the same except for that. <laughs> 
You're so obsessed with the Joker. You still dress exactly the same. You just walk up to the podium in jeans and a t-shirt. Hey. How you doing? Everybody feeling good tonight? So Jesus, man. Where's that? He's metal. Let me ru- let me rap with you guys about JC for a minute. I get down on one knee. <laughs> you start talking about Hercules. <laughs> I still write your online comic sometimes. You still exist. I'm your disciple. <laughs> you shaved your head bald. You wear robes all the time. Your followers all have M tattoos on their faces like Bishop. <laughs> I just, I just fucking love that idea so much that that happened. You have your own Trinity Broadcasting Network. <laughs> You're beamed into a million homes. I have a hey, microphone in front of my... I'm on your TV. Check me out. Hey, I'm in- Start moving around. <laughs> like your little kid in front of the cameras at Best Buy. I, I'm over here now. Can you see that? Can you see that, America? Look, I'm waving my hand. I like how that's your impression of me. It's like vaguely Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> Earth 2 Mike is very Kiefer Sutherland-esque. He is. He loves Jesus about as much. I don't know what that means. There's a plot to kill Mike of Earth 2 by the Council of Mikes. <laughs> Just Mikes from across the multiverse. <laughs> Santa Claus Mike. African-American Mike. Mike Prime. Who just, Robot Mike. Who's, who's, of course, giant and has a beard and a giant cape. <laughs> the universe is inside his pupils. <laughs> Eskimo Mike. <laughs> the universe is inside his pupils. <laughs> it's the mental image of that. Again, still just wearing the jeans and t-shirt. Of course. Uh, Eskimo Mike. Uh, a super Punisher Mike. Supercomputer Mike. There's Cyborg Mike, like half your face ripped off. Uh, there's, there's a version You're of... You're still dressed as Superman. <laughs> Cyborg Superman Mike. <laughs> there's, a ver- there's a version of me that has MB's head like sewn on my shoulders. <laughs> there's another version of me. There's another version of me that has four extra arms. <laughs> there's, Ale- there's Alexander Mike. <laughs> Has a beard and long hair, <laughs> a golden power suit. <laughs> uh, there's then there's a, there's a, there's a steam British comic book writer, Mike. There's Scarlet Spider, Mike. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome if I take if there's Scarlet Spider, Mike takes off the mask and he's blonde. I'm like, what's up with him? <laughs> There's Dick. That freak in. There's Dickish silver armor wearing Mike. Who's rich? <laughs> rich and married to Felicia Hardy. Now it's just a Spider-Man parody. Carnage Mike. <laughs> Mike Carnage. We have to stop him. <laughs> Destroying the multiverse. <laughs> Madam Web is there. <laughs> Madam Web Mike. <laughs> he accomplished nothing. <laughs> I 
CrossFit sitting around and bickering. <laughs> <laughs> and complaining about, uh, complaining about how uh, tall the table is we're having to sit at. <laughs> just too tall. It just looks uncomfortable. Dr. Octopus Mike keeps flipping the table over. <laughs> <laughs> but it's accidentally. We still don't forgive him. <laughs> they keep hitting on girl Mike. <laughs> Lady Mike. <laughs> Lady Mike is wearing Lady Deadpool's mask. Because- <laughs> <laughs> she gets the irony. It's really disturbing. There's uh, there's supercomputer Mike. Who's Mike trapped in a giant supercomputer from the these? <laughs> there's Mike Red and Mike Blue. <laughs> Electric Mike. <laughs> there's Ruski Mike. <laughs> Mike Red Sun. <laughs> There's there's a there's a mic standing there and they're like, so, you look normal. What's what's up with you? Oh, I'm not afraid of spiders. <laughs> they worship him. <laughs> I have, I have a pet spider. He's the golden mic. Uh, I named the spider Dio. Like, oh, that's pretty that's pretty cool. Like, yeah. Dio's still alive in my world. <laughs> he is the spider. <laughs> I, You're also a super scientist. <laughs> Those are the two differences. <laughs> so much going on with that mic. <laughs> I like, care about this spider thing. <laughs> I like how that mic's like Buckaroo Banzai. <laughs> that's the only thing holding you back is your fear of spiders. <laughs> like, that's the one real difference. Mike, who isn't afraid of spiders, can do everything. <laughs> You're married to Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> I, I, I cured cancer. I saved Tio's life. <laughs> I broke the sound barrier. I helped colonize Mars. You battled red electroids by way of the eighth dimension. <laughs> Evil in its purest form. I am Iron Man. <laughs> you constructed the inner the interdimensional transporter, so you could rescue Mike of Earth, too. Let you take on the entire league by yourself. <laughs> and win. Because you throw a spider at them. <laughs> it sends them all to other to separate rooms. They all have to go take showers. Just being in the presence of a spider. He just, he just picks up the spider and says, Thank you, Dio. <laughs> and then the spider transforms into Dio. You're welcome, Mike. That's actually a pretty good impression. He tells you you're like a rainbow in the dark. <laughs> shed a single tear. <laughs> and then I hold up a power sword. <laughs> and then you travel to Earth 2. You know, to tell Mike of Earth 2 everything that happened. Then he suffers a fatal heart attack. Right before he's about to go on stage. So you just put on his clothes and walk out there. And you become the chosen Mike. And in that crowd, 30-year-old black guy. Nodding and being Scatman Crothers. I got it. All ties up into a nice, neat little bow. The prophecy has been fulfilled. Ah! Lightning shoots out of me and all that. It's it's all thing. I always just wonder, what was the end game of his vision? (laughs) Like, you'd be nice. (laughs) I would just, you know, I would help people find Jesus. That was about it. A lot of people need help. 
So, yeah. So that's my that's my secret story. The first time I've literally told a single soul about that. The only people who've ever known that story is me, my mother, and my father. This is privilege and information here. We should be charging you for this. Um, yeah. So, uh, send in your PayPal's. I don't know what that means. <laughs> give, give me all your PayPal's. <laughs> Fill me with your PayPal's. Cover me. <laughs> all your PayPal's all over my tits. Um, okay. So yeah, well, we we accomplished a lot. We tr- we uh we went we we found out I'm the chosen one. Um, when it comes to you know telling people the word of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, uh, we tra- traveled across Mike, the multiverse. The uh the the Mike multiverse. The Mike verse. Um, and you know, we talked about Wolf. So, we where got- Spader? We um. We accomplished a lot here tonight, Hero. I'm just, I'm really just, did. I'm proud to have been a part of this. I'm, I'm sad MB wasn't, wasn't here to, to experience the telling of that story, but. Who says I wasn't? <gasps> MB! Batman! <laughs> oh, MB. <laughs> so the MB was here. At what cost? <laughs> oh, you crazy. Hero, immigrant song. Yeah, okay. Uh, you never ah uh, anymore. Um, I, I was expecting you to. And then, and then eventually the time just passed, and it would just seem weird. So Yeah, nothing worse than an awkward immigrant song. You gotta time those just right. I don't know why that sounded racist. I accept it. Okay. Now, tune in next week when we get into the Mike Clone Saga. Or or Mike and Madam Web Mike go searching for Mary Jane. (laughs) Then then Pulp Nightmare is cancelled. But then Mike Unlimited comes on. (laughs) With your nano suit, courtesy of Reed Richards. I was waiting for it. You battle the high evolutionary. (laughs) My ultimate enemy. And team I, up with team up with heroic Latino Green Goblin. I would battle the High Evolutionary. So those guys are dicks. Yeah, I'd fight giraffe men. It would be a whole thing. But anyway, John Jameson would be there. But anyway, um, he'd become a werewolf. But um, yeah, so that was the uh, Pulp Nightmare Christmas Spooktacular. Feel free to figure out how that title works. Hey, I'm feeling festive. Um, uh, sing Jingle Bell Rock. No! I'm I'm really glad you decide not to sing that. I was kind of afraid you would. So, you had the good reaction there. High five. It's not the same without MB. I hope MB listening to this gave himself a high five. <laughs> that would happen. MB, if you're listening to this, can you rewind... And then do that. I'm gonna set. I'm gonna set it up again. Okay. MB high five. MB self high five. Yeah. Isn't that episode of Doctor Who now? You're sending MB messages from the future. Um. Uh, well, I well we 
came up, well, we decided that MB sent me messages from the future at that concert through that trunk guy. <laughs> so, and I mean, that's why Marilyn Mendel MB was there. He was, he was a sign. I, I still, I still know what that message was. Maybe, oh my God, what if the message from the drunk guy somehow correlated <laughs> from the young black dude when I was 10? What if it was the same guy? What if I'm here to save the world? My mind just blown. We gotta end the show. They're watching us. We gotta end the show. Hero, meet me in the laboratory in five minutes. Ah, oh, here it goes. <laughs> and uh, for this episode of Bolt Nightmare, I've been Mike. I've been Hero. Have pleasant nightmares. And keep circulating those tapes. Listen next week to another tale of the strange and terrifying. <laughs>